The Restless Midlifer Podcast. Get health, weight and life back on your terms. Episode 79 of the podcast. Wow, we're rocketing through these. I can't believe how much has passed and how quickly the year has passed since we started this as the Sprout Sweater. Now, I'm going to come back to Sprout shortly, but just want to kind of frame this episode and what's coming up as well. This is not an interview episode. I want to deal with a particular issue, which I'm going to come on to, which I think is very relevant to many people, myself included in the past, many if not all of my clients, and a lot of people I talk to and engage with and have conversations with. I'll come on to that in a moment. What I do have lined up is a bunch of interviews, some great people to talk about all things restless midlifer, midlife health in particular, but looking at it from different perspectives. And what I also want to do is tease into the fact that 2023 is on its way. It's what mid-October now as I record this. And it's it's one of those things where I want to deal with this thing called a New Year's resolution because I want to encourage you to get a little bit ahead in your thinking because many of us, we embark on the New Year's resolution, whether you agree with it or not, or recognize its pitfalls or its its fallacies or whatever, there is still some value in that reflective period that can often happen at the, towards the end of one year or one significant period of time and the start of another. And we do tend to get reflective, many of us. So that's why I think there's a real appeal in the New Year's resolution particularly. But... As you all are no doubt aware, and I've talked about on previous episodes of the podcast, the fact that we have New Year's resolutions doesn't mean that we achieve them. And vast majority of us, we've forgotten about them within a few weeks, if not months. And this is what I want to sort of get to grips with, because I don't think it's per se the setting of the goal that's the issue, or even having a fresh start, as often these New Year's resolutions can signify. In fact, there's some interesting um, research and literature on the subject of goals and goal striving and the talk about the benefits of classing and and focusing on a fresh start as something motivational to kickstart an effort. The point is we often hang that fresh start on a Monday or the start of a month or the start of a year. And in fact, we can have a fresh start right now if we want, the next meal, the next 10 minutes, the next day, whatever. So I get that there is a lot of benefits in terms of that kind of thinking. The thing is, how do we make the most of it? And this is where I think if we start before the end of the year and just start tuning in our thinking in preparation for the new year and not so much think about the new year's resolution, but just get a bit of a, a head start so that we kind of come out the traps fast and running in the new year, but we're already on the journey. And what I want to encourage over the next few weeks is to get you think about how could you start the journey that might turn into a so-called New Year's resolution. Um, how can you start that journey now in a small way, in almost like a soft launch? You know, like I hear this phrase in business a lot, you know, I'm, I'm going to soft launch my book, my membership. I'm going to soft launch this idea or product. And the point of the soft launch is to sort of not release it as the fully fledged product or article to test it out, to test out reception, to test out the mechanisms of the launch itself, to see how it's received and then make tweaks before the final launch. So what I'm going to encourage you to do next few weeks is to think about the next few weeks and months leading up to Christmas and the new year as an opportunity for a soft launch. Enough of that though, we'll come back to that. I think this is why it also ties into today's episode. 
Midlife Reshape Academy is now up and running and the founder members are off to a great start. If you too are a midlifer and you're finding your health and weight have slipped in the wrong direction, you're feeling overwhelmed and lost by the prospect of embarking on yet another attempt to regain your health, then drop me a line at dave at restlessmidlifer.com to find out how my Reshape Immersive programs can help provide everything you need to get you back on track and achieving more than you thought possible in terms of your weight, health and zest for midlife and beyond. You can find out more at midlifereshape.com. What I want to do is talk about this concept, this challenge of where to start. Where do I start? And this is something that I think is a really common phenomenon. It's it's very common, I think, amongst midlifers who are leading really full-on, pressing, challenging lives, being pulled in all directions, both personally, professionally, perhaps in business, uh, perhaps in health, lots of different ways. There's lots of shoulds. There's lots of things I want to do. There's lots of things I must do in terms of my responsibilities and commitments. And as such, we find we have very little cognitive load or space or anything left to even think about how do I get proactive about managing my health or improving or working towards a particular goal. And that's why I think it gets squeezed out. And when we come to those moments... You know, those moments of the is this it question or the realisation, my God, there's more years behind me than in front, that kind of classic midlife experience. Um, we often experience that sense of overwhelm in that very state because we think, well, where do I start? I don't know where to start. I can't find the luxury of 10 minutes to even give this some thought. So that's what I want to talk about because this is a really common, as I said, phenomenon and really important to, to get us going on it and to really identify that the actual, the opportunity is actually in the sprout. I know I talk about sprouts a lot, but it's in the small, the small but significant things we do and stop doing rather than trying to take it all on. Now, firstly, I guess for, for some of you, if you're listening and 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 for those who, who might know, if you've come to a point where you are, you know, in terms of health, um, realizing I've got to do something and, you know, you are quick to action. You kind of, I'm just going to strap up some trainers and get out for a run or a walk. Um, I'm going to join the gym, follow a health plan. And that kind of gets you going. Then this episode, and in particular, my, I guess my work is not, probably not what you need. Because I tend to find that I work with, because I've resonated, right? I connect with it in my own experience in the past and still can do from time to time myself, is I resonate and work with those who are at the stage before that overwhelm, that head is banging and crammed full of stuff, where do I start? If you already know the answer to where do I start, then I guess you don't need to listen to the rest of this unless you're particularly interested or looking for punishment. But if you are struggling at that point, then I want to give you a couple of options, but also some heart and some encouragement as well, because this emotion, this overwhelm, is it can be seen as a real problem, a real pressing stressful problem and it has that effect on us you know it has a, a really straining effect in terms of making us feel miserable despondent hopeless lost trapped crushed whatever those negative feelings are and that's valid but within it lies opportunity because it's a signal to us that something has to change and do you know what things can change but what we need to do is not as i've said in so many podcast episodes approach it with the all or nothing mindset of looking at all the demands that i've got and then trying to wedge in yet one more which is to go out four times a week for a run or join the gym or whatever and just add more stress into the mix or add more pressure about what you should do about how you should eat it's not about adding more into the mix and it's also not about sort of just dwelling in that and just trying to mull through it's about what do we do. So I want to give you a couple of thoughts here. The first one is, where do I start? The answer to that question is, do you start by stopping? 
And I don't mean the stopping that we do or can do at the end of a day. You know, when you have the end of a day where you feel like your head's battered, you've been pulled in all directions, a bit punch drunk, and you just sit down and you think, right, I cannot be bothered to make tea. Let's crack a bottle of beer open or get a glass of wine in hand and ring the takeaway and get that sorted. And we kind of do that kind of stopping. And in fact, that compounds the issue because it, it can add guilt, it can add... Uh, it can certainly not help the, the 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 reversal of any particular challenge, and we can certainly be have more evidence to be cruel and hard on ourselves. So that's not the kind of stopping what I mean. What I mean is to simply stop, stop doing what you're doing, even if you're midway through something. Now, obviously, if you're in the middle of brain surgery or something equally traumatic or or you know challenging, then don't stop now. Stop like when you're finished. You know, take the break there. But at an appropriate time. The point is, stop. We start. Where we start is by stopping, because there is a power in the stop. There is a caveat, though, because the, the stopping isn't just stopping and then doing nothing. Because here's the thing. One of the things we don't, I think many of us struggle with as human beings, is or struggle with just because of our conditioning or bringing it, is, is doing nothing. Now, I'm a big fan of relearning or learning how to do nothing more, as in do it more often, practice it, because that process of being idle, of just getting comfortable with not actually having to cross something off a to-do list or please somebody else or satisfy somebody else's agenda. That can be a really empowering and liberating feeling, but we may not be there yet. And it certainly takes a bit of practice. So for me, the stop isn't about stop and then do nothing. The stop is about stop. Even if it's midway through writing something, um, you've finished an email or you're just in the middle of checking emails, stop. If that feeling is there, that mounting sense of frustration, panic, even loss of focus, stop. Because where we start is in the stop, it's in the pause, it's in the hiatus that we take. And in that stop, we do need to do something. And this is where I I think what can be really useful is to give ourselves some activity to do. So the stop involves doing something, ironically, but this is where stepping away, um, go put the kettle on, go for a walk. Do something that, that allows you just to step away from the thing you're doing, perhaps get a journal out or a, or a to-do list to jot things down to empty your head, to let the process of your brain start to surface from the very perspective narrowing thing that you are working on right now. Now, you might be lost in the thing that you're doing now or lost in the, the overwhelm of just thinking, I've got so much to do, or I just don't, I really need to do some of the health, but I don't know where to start. The first thing, as I said, is stop. Step away and create some space, even for a few minutes, even for a few minutes to do that, because that's where we we start to create the space to then think about how can I approach it. And this is where I want to talk about the sprout, the, the small but significant thing, or in another word, micro goals, I guess, because I talk about sprouts as tasks, small tasks, small rituals, small routines, small habits, small behaviors that when we put them together, if we sweat those sprouts, we can start to build new, new healthier habits, new focus and, and progress towards a goal. But I want to introduce the idea of the sprout being the goal, micro-sized goals, because what we often do in those moments when we're faced with overwhelm, challenge, demands, all that, and a desire, a, a sense that I need to make some changes is we start to think big again. We start to think big. The goal is massive. What do I, I need to really lose a lot of weight and I need to get my health back. I need to sort my food out. I need to just, 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 just. And that just belies not just a small thing, but a huge thing, a huge agenda of things that we want to take on. And that's a challenge because in taking on that, we, we add more challenges and demands to the mix. We add more pressure and we can increase that, self, that overwhelm. 
And actually, when we're under stress, I've talked about it before, there's that combination of high demands, lots of things, lots of challenges, demands, or cabbages, as I would describe them, and low control. And what this roots in is a complete sense of no control or lack of control or an inability to carve out time to take control, to regain anything. And it's the sense of control that is the key. And it's I say sense deliberately because sense is the key part to it. It's giving ourselves an as a sense of control, an aspect of control, even if it's small, even if it's sprout-sized. So the trick is, or the key, I don't like, sorry, the, the word trick is probably the wrong word because I'm not into tricks per se to this, or hacks. It's about stepping away, stopping, then thinking about like, what one thing could I do? What's one micro-sized, sprout-sized goal that I could do? That could be in the moment. You know what? I'm going to take 10 minutes out and just let me head clear, go for a walk. That might be the one thing you do. Or it could be thinking in terms of, well, what one thing, one sprout-sized goal, micro-goal, could I just introduce that is moving me in the direction of health? Even if I haven't had the time to think about what it is I want out of my health, I talk about that, that in other episodes, the, the longer-term vision and then the shorter-term goal, and how do we shape that up into actions? We might not have the headspace for that just yet. So we pick one micro-sized, sprout-sized goal, and that could be anything and here's the thing because i think this is the other thing that we also do to ourselves is we kind of put pressure on to get that right i must pick the right one well i'll do 10 minutes walking a day but what's the point of walking because it doesn't actually achieve anything you know in the scheme of things i'm i'm eating this i'm doing that and that's a 10 minutes isn't going to do anything we start to talk ourselves out of it because here we see it's pointless it didn't seem powerful etc but also we think well what could that 10 minute goal be or what could that sprout size micro goal be there's so many things i could do i just don't know where to start and we get back into overwhelm so what I want to kind of stress is it doesn't matter. It does not matter. It actually doesn't matter what you pick as your micro-sized, your sprout-sized goal. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it feels like it's so tiny and insignificant and small. It doesn't matter. Because the point of that goal is not, the point of the micro-sized goal, the sprout, is not necessarily the achievement of that. all right it is the compliance and the achievement of that goal they're doing it but it's not necessarily the impact or the benefit of that 10 minute walk for example it is the taking control and the doing of the thing the sweating of that sprout that moves you on to the next step and the next and the next and the next step might be right I've done that today i'm going to do the same tomorrow but what we are doing is regaining a sense of control, high demand, low control, that raising that sense of control in a small but significant way gives your brain, your mind, something to hang on to in terms of belief, self-belief. Do you know what? I can, even in the face of all the stuff that I'm doing and the self-talk that's damaging and destructive, I can do this one thing. And it is that, whatever that one thing is, that is the power of that micro size, that sprout size goal. It is irrelevant to, to a huge extent what it actually is. Might be uh, go put the kettle on at a time you wouldn't, wouldn't normally do. It might be pick up the phone, have a conversation with somebody. It might be go for a walk. It might be make a phone call to make an appointment with the doctor. Whatever it is, that one thing is the thing that you do in itself might have benefits but it's the action that leads to the sense of control. And this is a classic thing that I see that, that, that many coaches, if you're a coach listening as well, you relate to this, that 
we we often pitch up a coaching session. I've done it myself with. Oh God, I've just got to change so much. I've got I've got the, I've, there's so much. I, I don't know where to start. I I want to achieve so much. I feel like my life's just running away from me, and I'm not really who I want to be, doing what I want to be, or getting where I want to be. Where do I start? And that's the power of the coaching is to bring us back to that. Right? Okay, where are you at now? What's one thing you can do? That small step, change one thing can be the most powerful step yes because it's part of the like every journey starts with every thousand mile journey starts with one step yes that cliche applies all of that but it's more powerful than that it's about recognizing that you have the power in the sprout size moments to take back the control and to make that step so that's my i guess my real uh food for thought this week pardon the pun with the sprouts um well no not pardon the pun i'm not making an apology of that it is a pun and deliberate so but point is if we're going to look at where do I start in New Year's resolution, what can often happen? And this is why it ties in, I think, to getting us off and running, hopefully before the new year comes. We often have that period. Many of us have that period, even if it's a, a few hours or a day or so. Yes, it might be filled with mince pies and um, you know a little bit of, or a lot of alcohol. But there's a point of reflection where we start to think, I really want to change something. I want this year, I want to be different. I want to do this thing. I want to get back to running. I want to lose that weight. I want to just stop drinking as much. I want to, whatever those things are. And we have the drive, the, 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 the why, the motivation surfaces, doesn't it, in those moments. And then we embark on it in the new year with that motivation and that real passion. But life gets in the way, gets back, and it drifts away. And as I always say, don't worry, motivation will pass. If you're feeling inspired or motivated now, don't worry, it will pass. The point is, we need to use motivation as it is and take it for what it is, but it does pass. And then life gets in the way and we start to get distracted again. The antidote of that is to come back to start small. So today, I want you to think about that in terms of not getting it right what would be the right thing that would fit in with my goals or the direction of travel as i often say just think about the new year's coming there are things i can do but all i need to do right now is one small micro size sprout size goal one thing and the truth is it doesn't matter what that is so long as you are recognizing that it is something that is more positive more healthy more focused on that. It doesn't matter if it actually ties into the ultimate New Year's resolution or goal that you decide. It is about taking back some control and doing one thing. And do you know what? It's about doing the same tomorrow, doing the same later tonight, tomorrow, then the next day, and doing one sprout size thing a day. It might be the same thing or it might be something else. So that stop is the key part. Whenever you feel your head is busting and spinning, all those kinds of things, stop, do one thing. Take some time out. It might be enter, spend 10 minutes writing in a journal, dumping your thoughts, that kind of thing. Do those things that can be really powerful. So that's my call to action really for you today is to think about that. We've got some interviews coming up, but today is about what's the one micro-size sprout size goal that you could do. And if you're questioning whether it's important or not, whether it's significant or not, park that because it doesn't matter. It's doing something that is valuable to you in terms of your health. It's the taking back of control and proving to yourself you can. So that's it for this week. I hope you've enjoyed that uh, episode. Drop me a line at Dave at Restless Midlife if you have any feedback or thought and thank you for your time. Take care. Thank you for listening. You'll find all show notes, links and resources mentioned at midlifereshape.com forward slash podcast and it would mean so much if you could spread the word to your fellow restless midlifers. Share the show and links and if you aren't already, subscribe to the show in your podcast feed of choice. And one more thing. 
If you enjoy the show, it would be great if you could rate it by visiting midlifereshape.com forward slash review. It would mean so much, and I may even give you a shout out in return. And a quick final thanks to production assistant Karen North of North BA and for the music, which is called Silver Star by the awesome Logan Nicholson of Music for Makers at musicformakers.com. Take care for now, and don't forget you really can reshape your midlife health and rekindle that spirit of adventure.